0: Welcome, everyone, to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Monday, June 14th, 2021, and oh, my goodness, we had some E3 craziness happening this weekend, so many games to talk about, and of course, this show being a short show, we don't have all the time to be doing that here, so here's what we're going to do. I picked kind of some of my top games that I saw this weekend. And I want to talk about those a little bit. And then later on, maybe kind of when all this is said and done, the Summer Games Fest, when we get through E3 here, uh, I'll try to get Derek Smith on from Game Insider, who we've done this every year now, pretty much annually. It's kind of becoming an, an annual podcast. And uh, we'll kind of break down all of E3 and everything. Because, I mean, my goodness, guys, between the Summer Games Fest with Jeff Keighley on Friday, that bled into Saturday, which then also led into some E3 events, to then yesterday with some big E3 events, and now continuing through this week, there is just so, so much. So, like I said, I picked a couple games here we're going to kind of break down. It kind of stuck out to me. And, unfortunately, on top of all of that, I was working this weekend. It was my weekend to work, so I wasn't able to kind of watch all these live. I mean, at some points I was able to kind of tune in and, and watch live while I was on a lunch break or whatever, but um, I didn't get to sit there and watch these start to finish. So um, I kind of got a lot of the, uh, the Cliff Notes versions and uh, kind of went back on things that kind of stuck out to me and went back and made sure I kind of dove in on those those games um but uh so let's jump in here first a little housekeeping here as always don't forget you can follow me on twitter at mark turk at m-a-r-k-t-u-r-c and of course you can always email the show at the enthused at gmail.com now let's be honest here you know what game for me is the first game i want to talk about and honestly it delivered more than what i thought it was actually going to do and that is of course halo infinite the Footage they showed of that multiplayer, especially if you've been listening to the show here over the last couple months, you know I've been really playing a lot of Halo Master Chief Collection and really just getting into the, the Halo multiplayer bug. Like it had completely bitten me here over the last couple months again, and I understood why I liked that game so much. And that multiplayer trailer that they showed for that game, number one, visually looked just fantastic, the way it moved, everything about it, the armor styles I loved. But on top of that, the vibes I was getting of Halo 3 kind of mixed with the new from the weapons to the vehicles to even just the maps alone. I mean, one of the biggest criticisms of Halo 5 was how those maps just looked like somebody built them in Forge, right? There was no, I don't know, no, no flavor, no, no just Halo spirit in those maps. They were so um what do you call them sterile I guess is the way to say there was just nothing to most of them I and mean, there was a couple outdoor maps if you play some big team but other than that any arena map any 4v4 map had nothing to it other than like you were just in these almost like stainless steel type buildings this on the other hand even though probably what we saw was big team battle and maybe we will get some of those arena maps but holy crap it looked awesome just you know the the environments, um, even, you know, the, the abilities that the Spartans are able to do now the, the, We saw, you know, them shooting these things off their wrists And it seems like that's going to kind of be the pickups You're going to kind of attach them to your wrist From the, the grappling hook to uh, there's a weird shield now If somebody shoots something at you, you can pop it down and it, it deflects it back And we have been confirmed that all these are actually going to be equipment So it's not going to be like abilities um, Like you would get in like, you know, let's say Halo Reach or Halo 4 These are pickups on the map So a lot of this game is going to be boiled down to learning the maps um, some of the new uh, vehicles they showed that weird little like hover plane thing looked great. Um, the brute chopper, the choppers coming back, which looked looked awesome. Um, I, I just yeah everything about that. Now the only thing for me I was just I was had my fingers crossed as they were showing that was like please give us like a beta date. They didn't drop it. But if you do want to get in, um, you do probably want to sign up for the Halo insider um, program. Um, which pretty much they do these things called flights, which are like essentially a a beta um, for updates to MCC. But for Halo Insider members, that's how you're going to be able to get into the beta here for Halo Infinite. So if you want to be a part of that, uh, you're not a Halo Insider member, be sure to sign up for that and uh, hopefully you'll Be able to test out some Halo Infinite multiplayer now. They did say, of course, in the Xbox Series X, it will run up to 120 frames per second. I do believe, as well, if you they didn't talk about it in the conference, but if you go to the uh, Halo Waypoint website, um, they did say you can have split screen multiplayer as well. Um, it has full LAN support, um, which you know, Halo 5 did not have that split screen, so I know that's kind of a big deal for a lot of people and um, yeah, full LAN support uh, on PC and on the consoles, which is uh, super awesome. Uh, but they're definitely doubling down as well on the customization. This was something cool, and, and I had seen this rumor, was Halo has always been about red versus blue, right? Not, not the series, uh, but when you fight multiplayer, one team's red, one team's blue. Now with them having quote-unquote battle passes, because hey, another big thing, Halo multiplayer is free for everyone, whether you own the game or not, which was known beforehand, but it's official now. Um, <clears throat> you know they kind of came out and showed that with the trailer. Uh, but everybody's going to want to create their guardians or guardians. They're uh, they're Spartans, and um, you know that's going to be kind of the big hook for playing every season. Is you're unlocking new armor equipment, and as you kind of armor pieces, and as you level up, you can customize your Spartan colors. You know gear, all that stuff. Which even your gloves you can customize now. Which of course, why not? Why didn't nobody ever do that before? You see your gloves on the screen all the time. That's the one thing you see. Um, but back to the color is you can now change it because everybody's going to have different colors, right? I mean, before you could color your Spartan, but the minute you went into a competitive multiplayer game, you were either red or blue and it just changed that color back. Now it's not going to do that. It's essentially going to kind of outline the enemies now. So I'm kind of interested in kind of how that's going to all work, but we'll see, you know, once it gets going, but you can change it just for you, the colors you want. So if you want yellow versus green, you can make it that and it'll reflect that to you in everything you do in the game. It's not going to reflect it to your teammates, but to you, it's going to. So the flags will be green, the you know out enemies and the outline will be green, all of that. Even when you go into like sc- the scoreboard, all of that. Now that's not only gonna help just for some customization for folks, but also for those, you know, with um maybe disabilities, right? People that are colorblind, things like that, they can change to colors that they can recognize if for whatever reason they were unable to see the, the red versus the blue. So very cool. They're there really seems like they've listened to the community for what makes the Halo fans love the Halo franchise. And uh seems like they're doubling down on it now. On the flip side of that, of course, we did get campaign. Uh not really any campaign footage per se. It was running an engine, but a little a little taste of the story. And um, I'm in, I'm on board, sign me up, I'm ready to go. Um, you know, one of the kind of letdowns of this was we didn't get an official release date. Of course, we got holiday. My thought on that is I mean, I, I think it's still a guarantee it's coming this year. I don't think I don't see this thing getting delayed at all. Um, I think the date is being shifted around more for maybe internal testing on the multiplayer and then might even be dependent on if they do one of these flights just to kind of see when it gets out to the masses how it plays um, and all that um, server-wise. Because, I mean, hell, we're not going to get into it today. Well, maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. But the Fantasy uh, Star Online 2 new Genesis launch in terms of lag on server load has been atrocious so they can't afford, when you're putting out a new Halo game, to have any issues with that server load. And obviously, they're going to need people testing that. So uh, we're going to have to see that. So I, I think, if anything, that's kind of what's holding that up. Uh, but uh, I'm super stoked. That, that was way more, or had me, has me way more hyped than I thought it was going to. Uh, it looked just awesome. Now, another game that I, we'd heard rumblings of this. And so this wasn't a complete and utter surprise, but seeing it. Really kind of blew me away, and that is, of course, the Guardians of the Galaxy game, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, being um, developed by Square Enix in uh, Eidos, Montreal. Game looks awesome. Oh, my God. Like, it looks so good. Now, the cool thing is, I mean, in in concept, it's a multiplayer co-op game, right? You think, of course it is. Yeah, it's going to be your the Guardians, and you hop in there with your friends. No. This is a single-player, story-driven game, and that actually excites me more because... You know, you think about Marvel's Spider-Man, how good that game is. with, And it's the story being told there that is just one of the many pieces that just blew, blows me away in that and in Miles. Even Marvel's Avengers, take it for what it is, take it for what the gameplay is. The one real big redeeming factor, I think, is that story. Granted, you know, some people didn't like have, trying to get through it because they were like, oh, it's, you know, the, the gameplay is just so generic and you're doing the same thing over and over. What kept me really going forward was that story, I needed to see how that was going to end, all the, the voice acting, everything about that was great, even the little updates we've gotten with the two new heroes we've gotten, have been great, so the idea that we're going to get an even more expanded version of that, and the, the cool thing about this, is, I think, is it's not going to be, um, you know, you, you're this because there's no multiplayer, it really is going to be big set pieces, things like that, that you would want to see in the Guardians world, Um, so this game has me completely excited and hyped, it's coming out, what, the end of October, I think, October 26th, Day one purchase easily, no no doubt. Uh, now, here is, um, this is uh, the creative director, Jean-Francois Dugas, and he says, uh, we started to discuss different opportunities like multiplayer or co-op, but we were re- really looking at what Guardians of the Galaxy is, and it's all about these characters. It's all about colorful personalities clashing with each other and sometimes getting along. It's a mix of all these things, their qualities, their flaws, and we thought it'd be freaking awesome if you could be one of the Guardians and put you at the center of that to be surrounded by these characters, and this is how it came to be. It makes sense, right? If you have your friends playing Rocket and Groot, you're not getting the stupid, silly banter and or just, just the vibes you know, that you would get. Sure, they can put the voice lines in like Marvel's Avengers does, but Hulk doesn't play like Hulk in terms of what his actions are, right? Your, your friend's going to be doing the same thing you're going to be doing, just killing enemies where when you have the Guardians, you could have moments where Groot just is refusing to fight for whatever reason, because he's off playing his his little game, you know, his handheld game, or you know, whatever. You could do silly things like that when you have this single-player narrative game. Um, and uh, so yeah, you're gonna play a Star-Lord in this, and it's just, it looks awesome. Graphically, it looks great. The music was great. The, everything they showed of uh, moments that we're gonna be experiencing look awesome. Um, yeah, it seems like they've nailed all the characters as well. So uh, that looks like a uh, fantastic game, and that's coming in October. Now, another thing coming from Square, of course, that they did show was the expansion for Marvel's Avengers. And, uh, of course, that is the uh, Black Panther War for Wakanda. Now, I don't think it had ever been stated that this was going to be a free expansion. I think they just kept saying expansion coming this fall, expansion coming this fall. Now, I remember talking on the show about how it had to be free, right? I mean, it's just just kind of the the... Reception Avengers had, had, but we were still unsure. Official confirmation, it is. It's coming in August too, which is sooner than I thought. I thought we were going to get this in October. Now knowing Guardians is coming, I can see them wanting to space those apart, give people some time with Wakanda, then go into uh, Guardians. Um, but you're going to be fighting Claw, of course, and his uh, little minions running around, and uh, the Avengers are going to team up with him to save Wakanda. I mean, not a lot shown from from a gameplay standpoint. But just the vibes, you get that full-on, everything you get when you watch Black Panther from, you know, the way it kind of looks to, uh, you know, the guards, the setting, uh, the palace, all that you get from this. And um, coming in August, so not too far away, I can't wait to play this as well. Because Marvel's Avengers has really kind of become that game that you just kind of dip back into whenever there's anything new, you know, to kind of get into. And, um, yeah, I'm super stoked, super stoked for that. Can't wait to uh, jump in. And see what that's going to be all about. And just see how Black Panther plays. He, he looks awesome. I mean, the character model is great. Um, of course, the big one that kind of let off the Xbox show. Of course, Starfield. Uh, we did get a release date finally for it. November 11th, 2022. Um, so, it is not coming this year. It is coming next year. And, of course, then that will be on the uh, what the 11th anniversary of Skyrim. Which is kind of crazy. I remember 11, 11, 11 is when that came out. I don't think anybody can ever forget that date. Um, but not really a lot of gameplay but we did get kind of just a sense of what the game is gonna be about per se you're, you're playing this character when Earth's kind of uh, earthlings have kind of set off into the stars and uh, you're joining this what is a group called constellation I think it was called and uh, Bethesda put out a little thing saying that they you know are um, basically wanted us to come on there come on the journey in starfield and and you know enjoy their stories to tell and make some of our own Um, so it, I mean, visually it looked awesome. There was a couple scenes that looked cinematic and there was a couple that kind of like swept across like, uh, surfaces of planets and you could tell that was running in engine and uh, it looked very, very cool. Um, essentially I guess we're going to play a group of explorers out in space and uh, there is even a teaser site that is open now. So if you want to go and uh, check that out, uh, you can, I think the Washington post actually put up a video as well talking about, um. Uh, the making of starfield uh but it's a very small glimpse so not a lot but at least they're kind of setting the stage and and letting people know um what the game's going to be about and you know what you think about it this is their first new ip or or universe in 25 years i think it's why i said 25 years in the making it's the first thing they've come up with um since elder scrolls and and um you know well i guess they didn't come with fallout so elder scrolls i guess um yeah i can't wait can't wait to play that game when that comes out i mean obviously not knowing much but knowing the pedigree of bethesda what they can do with these open world rpgs and then just layer on top of that the sci-fi factor uh it's gonna be awesome i think it's gonna be kind of like what everyone wanted no man's sky to be like no man's sky really is much more of a, a game about exploration and um you know survive surviving right i guess it's a survival game where this of course is an rpg so you're gonna get all the stories all that stuff uh, which is uh, pretty awesome. Uh, another game that has me pretty stoked is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. This, of course, uh, kind of leaked a little a few days before. I think Wonderlands was a word that was kind of going around. Uh, but this, of course, if you played Borderlands 2's Tiny Tina DLC, the, you know Tiny Tina and the Assault on Dragon Keep, then, well, my friends, this is for you because it's that cranked up to 11. And uh, Tiny Teen is coming back, playing another game of Bunkers and Badasses. Uh, of course, that riff on Dungeons and & Dragons. And uh, it's a fully expanded of course. It is a shooter, but there is going to be magic in the game. Uh, so you will be able to be shooting off some spells. And uh, it looks pretty neat. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think that's going to be cool. Uh, it's coming, they said, early next year. Um, it isn't a just a DLC, right? It's going to be a full-on um, big game. And uh, we don't know, I think, yet about the characters. Um, I think you're gonna actually create um, your characters. That's actually, that's what it's saying right now. I'm kind of reading something that's a little bit more of an in-depth thing, you're not. For the first time, players won't be able to choose between predetermined Vault Hunters. You'll now be able to customize your own character at the beginning. So we don't know everything yet, but I mean, that falls in line with what like a tabletop RPG would be, right? Because that's what this is, it's a riff on the whole thing. so you're going to be able to do that, I think, which is pretty cool. Um, so that's uh, that's fun. So that's going to be coming out again early early 2022, and uh looks to be pretty neat. Now, another game that did kind of stick out to me, and this, uh, again, another game had, that had been rumored, and right now you can actually play the demo for this on PS5 through June 24th, is, and I'm going <laughs> to say the whole name, so stick with me on this one, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Yeah, that, that's the name. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Uh, this is a game being made by Team Ninja. And uh, it is uh, essentially a prequel to the original Final Fantasy. Here's what they have to say. They say, With a memory of their struggle buried deep in their hearts, Jack and his allies, Ash and Jed, burn with resolve to defeat Chaos as they throw open the gates to the Chaos Shrine. Yet doubts remain. Are they truly the warriors of light the prophecy foretold? Step into a world of dark fantasy and revel in the exhilarating action-packed battles. Now, I haven't had a chance to play this demo yet, uh, but it is set to be coming out in 2022 and uh, essentially is a Souls-type game in the fantasy Final Fantasy world, so it's third-person can action RPG. Um, don't know yet. That, again, I haven't played the demo. I haven't even looked at it, so I don't know if you are dying and going and collecting loot, if it's going to be as hardcore or... Uh, hard, if you want to say, as typical Souls games are, that I don't know, um, but I do want to check this out, hey, it's Final Fantasy, third-person action RPG made by Team Ninja, that's pretty much everything you need to know, right, Team Ninja makes some fantastic third-person action games, and, uh, you know, this one, of course, just put that Final Fantasy label on it, giving us a crazy story, talking about the Warriors of Light, I'm in, sign me up, um, but go check that demo out right now if you want, if you have a, if you have a PS5, it's only on PS5, no PS4 for that, um, go check it out. And finally, today, I think the big one that uh, you know a lot of people were uh, really, really looking forward to, and, and the hype over this games. And speaking of Souls games, is um, Elden Ring, of course, Elden Ring, right? Uh, that is the one that uh, a lot of people were really, really looking forward to seeing. And of course, this is the game coming from from Software, the folks who actually make the Souls games. And uh, George R. R. Martin wrote the uh, the story for this. And uh, it is coming to uh, all the consoles, PS4, PS5, Xbox platforms, and PC on January 21st, 2022. So not too far away. Uh, But this is uh, really kind of the big one um, that a lot of people are looking forward to. It is the largest game uh, that they've ever created. So it's bigger than Dark Souls, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, Personally, for me, it is a game that definitely looks like something I would like. But, you know, knowing that it's that Souls game, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through it all. And so I'm. Um, we'll see. I got to kind of see how this game kind of shakes out, whether or not I'm going to be jumping in. But it did look pretty fantastic, pretty amazing. Um, and I know there's a lot of people hyped for that game as well. A lot of people who are really big into the Soul series. Um, that is uh, something that, you know, a lot of people enjoy. And I mean, one of the coolest things and kind of, you know, watching from afar at the launches of these games is that mystique and that mystery, and as a community kind of solves all those mysteries in terms of equipment and, and the items and all that, I love seeing the community come together and solve all that stuff. Like That's really neat. So um, this game, I'm sure, is going to have all of that built on top of it, knowing that it's coming from from software. So uh, yeah, check that out as well. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me today. Um, like I said, this week, we're actually leaving here in about an hour or so, heading to Paul's Island, South Carolina. So I will be on vacation this week, but Still going to be getting episodes out to you. I do plan to bring the Mac and uh, be able to record to you every day. One of the issues, though, is going to be I'm going to be kind of off the grid a little bit, you know, kind of being there just on vacation, so I might not be up to date with everything as I normally am, especially with E3 going on. But I'm gonna to try to check in and, and get some podcasts out to you uh every day as usual. We will be doing low-key, we will be doing Bad Batch, all that's gonna be there still. Uh so be on the lookout for that stuff. Uh as usual, don't forget uh you can follow me on Twitter at Marturk America K T-U-R C. And of course you can always send us an email to the gmail.com Hit me up. Let me know what you're thinking of E3 so far. And what has you excited? I'd like to know uh, what it is that you are looking forward to. So until tomorrow, everybody, have a great rest of your day. And until then, we'll catch you next time.